And the real power for us was not just simply in making great places to work, but it's what happens when somebody gets to show up to work in their best self and their value for being valuable. What happens when they go home? How are they showing up as a spouse, as a parent, as a member of their community? Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have an energetic and incredible guest today. Darren Verasami is the co-founder and chief operating officer of 34 Strong, comprised of a team that believes everyone deserves a great place to work and that any workplace can be great. A leading expert in the global employee engagement community, the 34 Strong team leverages strengths-based approach to human development to create massive shifts within organizations, both culturally and on the bottom line. He and his team have created sustainable change in small micro-businesses all the way to large organizational teams at the FDA, Bank of America, and the California Department of Public Health. Recently, Darren has keynoted for Hitachi Global Women's Conference, the Rotary World Peace Conference, Professional Grounds Management Society, and Mike Michalowicz's ProfitCon. Darren's 34-strong business partner, Brandon Miller, is the co-author of a strengths-based parenting book titled Play to Their Strengths, which is due out in July of 2019. Darren, there's so many different things we're going to be able to talk about today. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Richard. I, I've been looking forward to this interview. Uh, so very, very happy to be on and getting to spend some time with you today talking. And we're going to have a lot of fun and I'm grateful for that. So Darren, as you know, one of the things that's so important are people's why. And some people help others because it's always been who they are. And some people have this transformational aha moment that brings them to what they're doing. So for you, you do so many things that help people both in large and small capacities. When did that begin for you? Yeah, so my, my aha moment, one, one of the places where the dots just connected profoundly for me. I was out on the big island of Hawaii. Uh, there's definitely worse places to be, right? And I was out there and it was the first trip that my wife, my four and a half month old daughter, Kira, and I had taken together as a family. And every morning, my daughter would wake up early, what, right as the sun was rising, sometimes a little before that. My wife was nursing her still. So in those mornings, I would wake up, I'd take care out to the beach. And it was phenomenal. I know you have young kids as well, Dr. Richard, but just taking in the world through her eyes, her watching the sunrise, her watching the waves come in and go out. It was her first time at the beach watching surfers getting ready to catch those morning waves or snorkelers going out to see what was beneath the tides. It was truly a great experience for me as a father. And I was relishing in that. And one of those mornings, came back upstairs 
I'm sitting on the lanai, the balcony, overlooking the Pacific Ocean, you know, thundering out on my right shoulder. And my, my wife is sitting there as well. My daughter is laying in my lap. I'm eating a papaya. And what ends up happening is my daughter looks up at me and she laughs out loud for the first time. And Dr. Richard, that was one of the most amazing and terrifying moments of my life, right? So it was absolutely amazing. And I was blown away because in her, I looked into those little eyes and I said, wow, that's something new. You have so much potential. You're going to walk. You're going to talk. You might get into soccer. You can do so many things with your life. And I'm so excited to be part of your life and watching you and hopefully helping to cultivate some of your talents and nurture that potential. But in those eyes reflecting back at me, Dr. Richard, I had to ask myself, who am I being as a dad? Who am I being as a role model for her and my family to make that a reality? You see, at the time, I live in the Sacramento area of California. And I was commuting down to San Francisco multiple days per week. So many, many mornings I'd leave here and my wife would be asleep. I'd wake up or I'd get back home in the evening and they'd be almost getting ready to go to bed. And I really wasn't making them the priority. And I had to ask, what happened to my potential in myself? I had taken the strengths finder at that time and I thought it really resonated with who I am and it really identified my talents, but I didn't really do anything with it. I didn't really connect into that space. And in that moment with Kira, I had to ask myself, who's the dad that I want to be? What's the impact that I want to have? And in the words of Gandhi, I think paraphrasing Gandhi, what's my life's message, right? Gandhi, Gandhi says our life is our message. And what's the message that I'm leaving behind right now? And I didn't have a good answer for that. So it forced me to look into my own potential. And as we founded 34 Strong, within two months of that experience, I met my business partner, Brandon Miller, because it's amazing when you start changing your perspective and the, and the things that you're, the way that you're looking at things, the things that you look at will change. So we connected. We both had this vision of how we could impact organizational culture and why it matters so much because people spend so much time at work. And the real power for us was not just simply in making great places to work, but it's what happens when somebody gets to show up to work in their best self and their value for being valuable. What happens when they go home? How are they showing up as a spouse, as a parent, as a member of their community? So our real work is, we hope, to be seen over the long term in terms of how kids can see their parents how that next generation can look at work differently and say, hey, work doesn't have to be this miserable place where I'm completely crushed and disengaged. It gives hope to that next level. And I, I think that pairs just so incredibly well with, with the work that you're, you're doing with, with Every Kid Rocks and, and tapping the potential of children for, for the next generation. So that's our big why. And it was really cool to meet a partner that, uh, that shared that. That's really awesome on a, on a lot of levels. And you said a number of things in there that really resonated strongly with me. One, you know, that I, I think you're right. Most people go to work and, and it is part of the grind. You know, like you would get up before your kids were, before your wife yeah. and Kira were awake and, you know, head down to San Francisco. And then this whole life you were missing out on because you'd get home and they were starting to, to go to bed. We do spend statistically speaking, more time with the people we work with than our loved ones for, right. for, for the vast majority of people that are out there. Sure. And, and you know, the other thing you talked about is when people show up and people love what they do, 
that it can, it, the ripple effects that it, it resonates in these other areas. And I, I really love uh, what Gay Hendricks talks about in The Big Leap, about one zone of excellence versus zone of genius. And when we're playing in that zone of genius, doing what our unique strengths bring out of us, every area of our life resonates. Yeah, so, so true. And we, we, we have, it's a very, very similar process to, to, to Gay Hendricks. One of the things that we have is we, we have an exercise that we have. It's called Grind Greatness Genius. We, we kind of have the G3 process, right? So it's Grind Greatness Genius. And it gives people an opportunity to identify what are the things you're doing in your life. So if this is on a personal level, what are things that you're doing in your life that are a grind that feel like you know, you'd, you'd rather break your ankle than do these things? Uh, and, and sometimes people will find that's the majority of their job. And there's the areas of, that we have that are in our greatness zone. We, we do them well. We feel strong doing them. But those things that are in our genius zone, like we're talking about, we're just next level on that, right? And, and the whole point is, what's, what's your time that you're spending in at least that greatness and that genius zone? You, you're never going to fully eliminate your grind in your life, but you have the ability to do that. And, and you know, Dr. Richard, I actually have a, a link for that exercise that we'll be able to provide for you for the show notes. So any of your listeners, whether they're wanting to use it for an organization or wanting to use it to dig into themselves a little bit, we have a link for that that we'll be able to provide uh, for them to actually go through that exercise. It's all, all guided, just something that they can pull up. Show yeah, we'll definitely link to everything uh, regarding this stuff in the show notes as well mm-hmm. as the Daily Helping app. So that will be there. And I'm appreciative for you sharing that with, with the audience. Uh, and one of the things that I want to ask you, because a lot of people are able to, some people can't, like some people, they don't, it, it takes going through an exercise like what you guys have to really identify yeah. what are their, what are their gifts? What are their talents? And, but a lot of people, they know, you know, so it's kind of like the scale, like a lot of people will step on the scale and it's a number that makes them unhappy and they know they have to lose weight, but they don't really maybe know the best way to do it. Similarly, sure. a lot of people might know that their job isn't bringing them fulfillment, but they don't really know how to get started to find that path where they can have a career, uh, if not a business of their own, that brings them uh, unbridled happiness. So take us through for somebody listening to this and they're, they're in that space. Like they've got this job and they know there's more potential there, but they don't really know how to get to that next piece. Take us through some of those early steps. You know, that, that, that's a great question. So one of the things that we, we always look at <clears throat> starting with is really trying to identify who we are and who we're not. So one of the tools that we use in our arsenal with working with organizations, but it's a very powerful tool for digging into self, is the Clifton Finder profile. So we, you take that assessment. There's many great personality profiles that are out there, but the Strengths Finder assessment, what it actually gets into, it's not measuring your, uh, it's not measuring your personality. It's ac- actually measuring your talents. And talent is really defined as our natural patterns for thought, feeling, and behavior that can be productively applied. So it's a great way to put your toe in the water, start thinking about that. What's really profound about this, Dr. Richard, is it opens up our thinking to things that are talents that maybe we've never thought of as talents. Dr. Richard, you're really easy to have a conversation with, right? You're, you're pretty comfortable speaking with people. Is that fair to say? Uh, you know, I, I have generally found over the years that communication is something I've been pretty decent at, yes. Right. And, and, there's, and there's some folks that their process, they can just really quickly put ideas into words and it just flows so naturally. 
And we can easily fall in to the trap of thinking anybody can do that. There's other talents that are out there where somebody before they present, before they speak, they can do it, but they're going to need to go spend some blue sky time. They're going to need to really map out what are the things that I need to go through and go and really have a, a much, much bigger need for thinking time. You're going to have people that your know, talent might be, I take psychological ownership of what I say I'm going to do. And it's easy for us to live in that space of thinking everybody does this, but what do we know? Everybody doesn't do this. So a big first step of, you know, I definitely would, would say, like, go out there, uh, take the, take the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to identify who you are. But more importantly, uh, it, it's that self-awareness of who we are and who we're not. Because when we can start learning about that, we can start operating in a, in a place of confident vulnerability. And what that means is I'm confident in where I shine and I'm confident in where I'm blind. And it's the notion basically of I'm not trying to become my weaknesses. I'm going to work to manage around my weaknesses. If you think about it, since childhood, we're conditioned to look at where are our deficits. And we think of our deficits and our areas of weakness as the greatest opportunity for growth. We see the A's on the report cards and we see that one C. We think we got to invest as much time as possible in that C to get that grade up. And you know there is some investment that's needed there. But what we look at a lot of times is we think that A or that A plus is the ceiling. That's as high as we can get. And a lot of times in school and in our life, that's just showing the starting line of where that kid might be or where our own potential might be. But we've put a box on it. So we think that A or that A plus is as high as we could go. But the true capacity for sheer brilliance for that zone of genius, we're just at the, the starting line. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. I love that. And, and actually, we, we've highlighted the StrengthsFinder episode on this show before. For those of you who want to take a, a, an additional deep dive, check out episode 18 with Alyssa Dare Nelson, where we talk about yeah. the StrengthsFinders Index. But what you're doing is really unique and interesting because you're applying, among other instruments, but you're, you're applying the StrengthsFinder Index into the corporate setting. And so, you know, Creating great organizations is something that I, I know you're passionate about. Why, why is that so important to you that we have these great organizations out there? It, it, it does tie back into that lens of spending so much time at work and what transforms when we can have those, those, those great teams. We can, you know, nobody wakes up in the morning, Dr. Richard, and says, you know what? Today is the day that I definitely want to aim to be as mediocre or below average as possible, <laughs> right? right? I know you don't wake up that way. I sure don't wake up that way. Nobody's going to roll out of bed and pick that if they could pick between excellence and mediocrity. But yet, so often, because of how we've been naturally conditioned, 
that's exactly what we aim for. There's this myth of well-roundedness that's out there. We've been trained you have to be well-rounded at everything. And when we're well-rounded at everything, we can never get to that zone of genius because oftentimes we spend an inadvertent amount of time uh, working on our areas of deficit that we might get good at. We might, or we might get really, really good at mediocrity at it, but we're never going to be at that next level. So the real question comes with that whole notion of confident vulnerability. It comes from when we go to self-awareness of I know who I am and I know who I'm not to team awareness. And that can be summed up at the core of this in, in creating great places to work. Number one, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen with a single workshop. We step into very, very toxic teams. Many of your listeners, I'm sure, have worked in very, very toxic teams and, 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 and have been stuck in that. I've lived in that space as well. I've felt that pain and, and, and what it does. But at the core of a strengths-based approach in organizations and one where we're really focusing on culture, is a great African proverb. And that African proverb is simply this. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. That combination allows us to, again, really be able to shine. Dr. Richard, what one thing to, to really drive this home, have you been to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco? Embarrassed to say I never have. You, you haven't, but you know what it looks like, right? Yes. It's got the two red towers and there's many suspension bridges throughout, uh, throughout the world, right? But the reason that bridge is so strong, right? It's got the two towers that are there and it's got cables that are pulling in, in, in different directions. There's a healthy amount of tension that actually gives the strength to the bridge. There's a healthy amount of tension that actually creates the strength. When we start adapting an approach where we can really see others, not through the lens of, hey, I disagree with you, you don't think like I do, but start asking the question of, what are, the, what are your talents that are showing up that are covering my blind spots? What are you seeing that I don't see that's aiming at creating strength on this team and strength on this outcome? We can actually get to much better outcomes on teams. And this applies in the corporate setting, this applies on the home front as well. Actually, true story, three of my wife's top talents are some of my bottom talents. And when we looked at each other's results, oh my gosh, did our relationship and our communication styles make a lot more sense. I started realizing, that's why I drive you crazy. And then she realized, that's why I drive you crazy. And I realized, and that's why I love you so much because we're able to, to those, those differences are actually truly an advantage. I love that. And you know, it's so translatable to these different walks of life. But one of the things that I really want to be curious about is from the standpoint of we, you know, whether you're using the strengths finders or some other personality inventories that are out there. And as you said, there are, there are quite a few. Yep. You have to have this foundation of how to begin. And sometimes having that initial conversation can be so difficult, particularly in a strained relationship, be it with a spouse or significant other, uh, a child, and especially in a toxic workplace. So from the standpoint of kicking off that discussion and whether this is an exercise or some strategy that you use, what's the best advice you could give in terms of being able to go into that discussion and start making those changes based on everybody in the team or relationships' respective strengths? So I take you back to a question that was offered by Dr. Donald Clifton that guided literally his life's work. And I think it's a powerful question that can be a reset button. And that sim simple question that we can ask first of ourselves, because we got to start with self, but then of others to open up that dialogue 
is what will happen when we focus on what's right with people as opposed to fixating on what's wrong with them? Hmm. What will happen when we focus on what's right with each other, what's right with this team, as opposed to fixating on what's wrong with it? If we start there, then we can build on those wins, on those strengths, and invest the time in those areas of talent. It's not to say that those areas of weakness don't matter, but we do need to invest more in the in, in the areas that we are operating well. And even on the most toxic of teams, there are little wins that we can find and that we, we can bring forward. And sometimes we just need to pause long enough to be able to, to do that. A lot of times in our organizations and even in our life, we are so execution-centric, right? We got to get this done. We got to get this completed. We got to get that task knocked off the list. We don't actually pause long enough to ask, why are we doing this? What are we doing well? What do you do well? Those are just a series of, of, of key questions that we can ask of ourselves and ask ourselves to look at for others. If I'm working with, with, with somebody and maybe we're not clicking, I'm not seeing eye to eye, maybe I'm in a space of asking, well, what are the things that they do well? What are the contributions that they've made that have had impact? Reframe the question. And here's, here's the final piece. When you're frustrated, how can you move from frustration to fascination? And the journey from frustration to fascination often comes through the vehicle of questions. But we have to pause long enough to ask those questions. I love that. Frustration to fascination. That, that is really phenomenal. And, I, and as I'm sitting here and I'm processing everything you're saying, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share with us, and of course, not naming you know, company names, of course, but uh, any particular success story that really resonated with you, a, a situation, a company you walked into where it was just remarkably unhealthy and, and they underwent a huge transformation. Yeah, I, I actually have a, a great story to share with you. This is from a client that we had worked with in our infancy in, 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 in the early years. And he was a smaller micro business. I, I will actually gladly share his name and the name of the company. They're based here in California and in, in, in Sacramento region because I think their story is so profound. And he's actually gone out and spoken often about how this has impacted him. So the gentleman's name, the CEO, is, is Kyle Finley. And he's the CEO of a company called Twin Termite. Today, they have grown to where they, they do termite inspections. They actually do a lot of home inspections for real estate agents. And they have a whole construction wing of, of the company as well. But years ago, when we were working with Kyle, he was in a space of where he was just trying to break through that million-dollar point as a company, as a micro-business and, and get to the place of uh, where his termite business could be thriving. And what ended up happening was he made a hire. This was before we were working with him. He ended up hiring his counterpart. So his you know, number two. And Kyle is a guy that can go in, get a room energized, communicate. He builds relationships. He's able to influence great, at, great on the sales cycle and a complete visionary. He could really put out there what he wanted to see, where things could go. So he hired another person, Dr. Richard. And this other person, guess what? Had very, very similar qualities to him. So they'd have these epic meetings. They'd sit down and they'd go through and they'd talk about the vision. This is what we could do in three years, five years, all this. They'd come out of the meetings and then a week and a half, two, year, two weeks later, they'd say, well, who's doing this? Problem is, neither of them were really executors, right? They were good on the sales side, good on the visionary side. And um, it, but but didn't really have somebody that could get in there and execute, which is exactly what he needed. So we started working with him, 
And they were floundering around. They were struggling. There, there were some pain points on the, on, on the revenue side, on the profitability side. And we started working with them and started unmasking, Kyle, you ended up hiring effectively yourself. And that's not going to be the path for growth. Thankfully, the person he hired had a lot of value and he was able to move them into a different role in the organization where they could really thrive in, in, in a sales role, sales position, go out there and make that impact. But overworking with him and with his team, he was able to find the right counterpart that really balanced him well, that had talents that were on the complete opposite spectrum for him. That healthy amount of tension that's going to push back and throw things, okay, this is the vision, but here's the actual steps of what it takes to get there to allow that vision to become a reality. So that was step number one for him. Big picture, I won't get into all the details, but that started folding into the culture of the company. They went from one micro office in Sacramento to where they have offices in Northern California all the way down to San Diego and offices uh, all over the state. They've, they've grown remarkably subsequently since then in a very sustainable, profitable way. And they've been uh, very committed to culture because they understand that their culture is their brand. And that's the core of sustaining a long-term model for, for growth. I love it. So what is next on the horizon for you and your company? So uh, that, that's a fun question. So what is next on the horizon for us? Dr. Richard, we are really in a heavy season right now of just trying to get out there, message as much as possible. I'm doing, personally, I'm doing a lot more speaking. I'm doing a lot more podcasting. And what we're working to do is impact as many organizations as we can. But for the, for the folks that we're not going to get into and, and be in front of in organizations, we want to make sure that this message and these questions that we're, we're putting forth here in different elements are getting out there into the world. So a big part of what we're doing right now is messaging. Uh, that's part of what's, what's going on with 34 Strong. And as I mentioned, Brandon and his wife, Annalyn, they're helping to create that next vision of where things can be. They, they're the parents of, of seven children uh, <clears throat> together. Parents of seven kids, no adopted kids all together. So they had this broad spectrum well beyond 20 years of difference uh, in, in, in some of the age group or getting close to 20 years in difference. So they've got these nuggets that are super tangible in terms of how is it that we show up from, as parents to put the shine in our kids' eyes. And it comes right back from the work that we've been doing with organizations. So we're, we're, we are working with as many organizations as we can that want to go on the journey of becoming great places to work. And, uh, and at the end of the day, Dr. Richard, 34 Strong is not the change agent. Those organizations are. Their leadership teams are. They're the ones that create it. We're just there kind of like the Wizard of Oz behind, behind the curtain helping to, helping to guide that. But it's really them that's out in front making that happen. That's, I love it. That's where I, we're at. I love it. And, and I'm very, very excited about what you guys are doing with strength-based parenting. And we'll definitely have you guys back on to talk about that when that right. book comes out this summer. Uh, Darren, this has been awesome. I love the discussion. I love your energy. As you know, I ask every guest a single question. And so I'm sure you're ready for it. What is your biggest helping, the single most important piece of information that you'd like the audience to walk away with after hearing you and I talk today? So... I'm reminded of a Michelangelo quote. There's, there's two quotes that I want to share with you that I, I really feel connect. Michelangelo was asked when he sculpted David, somebody asked him, how is it that you created David from a block of marble? 
And his response was profound, and it, and it really sits with me. His response was simply this. David was always in there. I just revealed him. My point here for you, for our listeners, there's a David inside of us. There's a level of brilliance that's inside of us, but we have to do the work to reveal it. It's going to be a process. We've got to make that investment in ourselves, And that's going to happen one day and one step at a time. And the final quote that I leave you with is, as you know, I'm, uh, I'm an electric bass player. I've, I've been playing bass for many, many years. And one of my favorite bass players is a gentleman named Marcus Miller. He's toured with Miles Davis, if you're into the jazz world, for many years when, when Miles was still alive. And Marcus is just phenomenal. But early in my life, I heard him state, when I was learning to play the bass, he said, in life and in music, at some point, you just have to find your own voice. Because at the end of the day, there is nobody that can do you better than you can do you. So my advice is to take the time to invest in discovering that you. It's not always going to be a clear path. But the real question is, how can you afford not to live the life that you were put here to live? Perfect. So beautifully said. We had, we had quotes from Gandhi and Michelangelo and a bass player. So the very, very unique combination of quotes, but uh, phenomenal information. Darren, I have absolutely loved our discussion. Tell everybody where they can find you on the web. Absolutely. You can find me and find out about 34Strong at 34strong.com. Uh, you can also feel free to connect with me or follow me on LinkedIn or, or on Facebook. And uh, Richard will have, uh, Dr. Richard will have the spelling of my name, uh, Darren Verasami, because it's, it's a little bit long as we're, as we're going, going through this process. So you will see that in the show notes. Yes. And that is 34 strong with the number three, four. And, and you got it. absolutely everything that we talked about, including your questionnaire that we mentioned earlier will be available in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com, as well as in the Daily Helping app available in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Well, Darren, this was phenomenal. I knew it would be. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, Dr. Richard. Can't wait to continue our conversations after this. I've, I've loved it. Thank you Absolutely. so much for the privilege. Absolutely. And I also want to thank each and every one of you who chose to listen to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because this helps other people find the podcast. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. <laughs>